wanted to talk about because we just had our 9-11 show that blew people's minds uh, yeah oh my gosh Rebecca, Rebecca Roth, Roth is the Roth. best she's yes. really good I was just it was jaw dropping mm-hmm. um, this is actually a review of a book called Unanswered Questions What the September 11th Families Asked and the 9-11 Commission Ignored and what it is, um, the author's name is McGinnis. He is Canadian, mm-hmm. but he is um, a theologian who seeks truth. I thought, why would a theologian do this? Mm-hmm. He went out and realized that the 9-11 families had given over a thousand questions to be answered by the 9-11 commission. And almost none of them were, were answered. Of course they weren't. Yeah. The questions were getting to the, the keys, to the this depth. This is the families. The families yeah. who are desperate for answers, who can't sleep mm-hmm. because they don't have answers. This and it's 20 years later. Me, this is what drives me crazy about people go, that when people say to me, I, I mean, they're so hysterical. You're not honoring the dead if you bring up anything about the truth about 9-11. I'm sorry, we're honoring the families who want the truth desperately for their loved ones. Because yes. if it was me, I would want I would want to know who the, I would want people to know who the real perpetrator was. Absolutely. Ugh. What really happened. So, yeah. Um, Ray McGinnis spent 12 years researching this book, talking to hundreds of people, and he has 1,000 footnotes. And so his research is meticulous because he dug and dug until he could find the source documents. He could find the original interviews with people that later their their stories changed. And like, how many stories were there? Like well, the five? key perpetrators is what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. That's right. But he also found that there were 503 oral histories that I believe it was Giuliani who said, we want the oral histories of the people, the first responders who were in the towers and around what they saw, what happened, 503. And Bloomberg refused to release those oral histories, refused. And because of what? Because of what they heard? Yes, because some of them, here's one of them, Captain, so this is mm-hmm. these are big, high-level people. Right. Captain Karen DeShore was standing outside. She saw a sequence of orange and red flashes coming from the North Tower. Initially, it was just one flash. Then this flash kept popping all around the building, and that building started to explode. These popping sounds and the explosions were getting bigger, going up and down, and all around the building. Wow. Okay. Eyewitness. On that note, okay. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and this was so many of the reports. That's why so much of this information was stifled, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the assistant commissioner, Stephen Gregory, said, I saw low-level flashes at the lower level of the building, you know, when they demolish, like when they demolish a building. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are many, many people. One described them as a belt, like a, a belt of popping all around mm-hmm. the sides of the building. And they said, "That's these are experts in the field of fire and what explosions look like because they're fire professionals. So they would know. So now you have eye well, professional eyewitnesses right. and th- that had to be suppressed. Well, so he went Freedom of Information Act, mm-hmm. dug it out, no dug. One. Love, love, love. Yes. Love this guy. I know what's the name of the book? So the name of the book is Unanswered Questions, What the September 11th Families Asked and the 9-11 Commission Ignored by Ray McGinnis. Ray McGinnis, Unanswered Questions. And it's like Steve Texas, you know, calls up, he's an engineer. And the engineers across the country are going, that is, those are explosives. That is not from a plane. And we have actual proof of that because if you look into the 1940s when the plane landed into the high rise in, um, in New York and the whole tower didn't crumble 
to the ground to dust. No. It just didn't crumble. And uh, and there was a, a plane that went in on uh, about the same distance down. Um, and you can you could see pictures of that online. It yeah. just doesn't crumble like dust and the way that it fell. So all the engineers across the country, you, you I mean, you know this because right. this is your line of work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Well, there was a, a family member. Her name was Mindy Kleinberg. Mm-hmm. And she was told by the 9-11 Commission, it was a failure of imagination, remember that, that, that we weren't defended against this. We just, they, they couldn't think it up that this could ever happen. Yeah. Well, she said, you know, if it's luck, she said, um, on its face, the fact that it was luck is wrong in value because the 9-11 terrorists were not just lucky once, they were lucky over and over again. Is it luck that aberrant stock trades were not monitored? Is it luck when 15 visas were awarded on incomplete forms? Is it luck when airline security screenings allowed hijackers to board planes with box cutters? Is it luck when emergency FAA and NORAD protocols Mm -hmm. were not followed? Yeah. She said, to me, luck is something that happened once. This was hundreds. It was too much to ignore. Look at Larry Silverstein. I mean, it was like, you know, don't forget these two, uh, these two towers that collapsed, but forget building seven, you know, uh, at the end of the day and the acquiring of those and the insurance payouts and all the stocks that went through the roof and the 2.3 trillion that went missing the next day because of, uh, of the missile, I'm sorry, airplane that hit the Pentagon, um, went into that exact computer. Um, it's just too much, right? That's right. How in the world? All the bank trades. Oh, that should tell geez. you something right there. Yeah. And so to have this book in your possession, your children can read this. They can look up the, the links and see that this is like the Bible of government corruption. This is a template. So as we're dealing with government corruption today with all the stuff that's going on, your eyes can see through the patterns. You can recognize patterns. Um, Here's one um, that the vice president, they have a protocol. When an emergency happens, the Secret Service grabs the vice president and president and hauls them to safety. Mm -hmm. And what happened to Bush? Yeah. It was like he knew. He just kept reading. Just kept reading. To the kids? Yes. And he said later that he actually saw a video while he was standing outside the classroom of the first plane hitting and the timing is all wrong. That there was no video. There was no video yet. Nope. No one took a video of the first one. Well, those those that he hadn't seen, no, that he had seen, that he had seen. It had not made it to the media at that point. He just lied. Yeah. Why? Why? Why did he lie? Why lie? So I give kudos to this man whose focus in life is to discover truth Mm -hmm. and to help people. Right. And think about that as a motive for digging through this. You want to know the facts so you can sleep at night. I applaud people like this. I don't ever want to be unified in a lie. And everybody that says we got to be unified, uh, like we were at 9-11, we were unified on a lot of lies. And, and, and if it were your relative, wouldn't you want the truth to come out about the perpetrator? Your loved one's no longer here. You would want people to know the truth. And there was too many holes in the narrative. And so let's be united as a country on truth rather than lies, because I'm pretty sure that's how it's supposed to go. That's I'm right. I'm pretty sure that's what the founders envisioned, um, that we would never be unified on a bunch of lies and then go back and say, gosh, could we have that again? No, no, we don't want that again. Uh, I want justice for these people, these poor, innocent people that met their death in a horrific way. I want justice for them. Be right back with more with Susan Reeve, the great Susan Reeve on The Kate Daly Show. Be right back.